What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, all things geek. I'm one of your 07 Swaffer. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. God damn it, I'm sexy. Chuck Nally. Hello. Saw myself we- in this, uh, this here Skype call and <laughs> looking pretty good. You are looking pretty good. At least 99.9% of you. But that I one. Mean, the, the other 0.1% was ugly, so I got fucking rid of it. Yeah. You sliced that bitch off. Yeah. By just fucking just wailing some sweet tunes on a mandolin. <laughs> it's weird. My fucking thumb has like a 78 degree angle now. So, what song were you playing? Um, Freebird. It's always Freebird. No, it wasn't. It was that fucking Leaving the Shire song, wasn't it? Go Ooh. on. <laughs> you hear me? What's that Leaving the Shire song? I'm leaving the Shire today. By Creed. <laughs> I was going to say, is that Josie Scott and fucking Chad Kroger? Oh, I'd listen to that sound. <laughs> Just the uh, Spider-Man sound. Oh, the Lord. Of the <laughs> together. The Creed. So Man, I forgot about this song. What what movie was that for? Spider Man. Was it Spider Man? God, fuck the early Spider Man movie. Fuck all Spider Man movies until until Marvel proper uh, yeah, came along. Andrew Garfield showed up and he was like, This is the best Spider Man we're gonna never get. It's not Marvel. It's not Marvel proper. Like the same up. people. Those are the same people. If you like it so much, you can come see Morbius because it's Fuck the same you. people. Fuck you. It's the same people. You're not gonna trick him, dude. Everybody I'm not trying to trick him. There is no just, force on Earth that will make me pay money to see that movie. I will wait until Dave puts it on Plex and steal it like a goddamn American. Well, I'll so, pay for it. I just want you to come with me. I would totally. So, will you come if I pay for it? No! But you said you wouldn't pay money. That's time I could be like spending thinking of well, literally anything else in the world. If you pay for mine, I'll go. Yeah! We're going to fucking come kidnap you, Josh. <laughs> Bring it no, on. Let's just wait till that other piece of Josh's thumb grows into a full Josh. Yeah, we'll Josh. Oh, yeah, we'll take garbage Josh. Yeah. Garbage Josh. Uh, they're all jo- all Josh's are garbage. Josh's when we're talking about Barnett. <laughs> How do you get hurt playing the mandolin? So um, I decided because you know Wednesdays are challenge myself to cook new meals day uh, that I would wake up and That's spend thanks. way too much money to make ratatouille for myself. Because um, like the last couple of days, I've kind of gone more like vegetarian in a way like i'm not fully cutting out meat but i just don't want to include meat with every single meal so i made a vegetarian meal today uh mandolins not the instrument but the slicers the warnings are legit they uh warn you that you could cut yourself very very easily and i found that to be true so i bought one on like thursday from target and the box looked like it had been fucked with a little bit, but the device, like the mandolin, was in there, so I didn't think about it. Someone um, set your ass up for real, dude. I didn't realize that the like hand guard was like an actual included item. I thought it was an optional ex- like extra item they had on the box because you know sometimes they're like accessories available. Um, but somebody apparently ripped that box open and stole just the hand guard, and so I was using the mandolin with just my hand and slicing up zucchini and uh, my thumb. So, so you turned it into a handle-in. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> it is stunning how easily it cut off, like, just a straight piece of skin. Like It's a fine piece of machinery. Man, it's they're sharp. Um, so, like, you legit sliced a piece of your finger off, right? Yeah, it sliced off, like, a pretty good chunk of my, my right thumb. Uh, and for an hour, I gripped it in... By the way, for some reason, Josh Extra Smart only bought white kitchen towels. So um, I just gripped my thumb at like the hardest pressure I possibly could for literally an hour running it. Like I shouldn't have run it underwater, but I did because it was just bleeding everywhere. Um, It wouldn't stop bleeding. So I had to run to urgent care in which they pulled out like a giant what looked like matchstick and just applied a chemical burn to it to cauterize it. And uh that's the worst pain I've felt in my entire life, ever. 
Um, I bet that hurt like a bitch. Yeah, dude, I've been kicked square in the nuts, and it was nothing compared to this, like that's at not, all. That's not the comparison I thought we'd get, but we'll explore that. Like, <laughs> I can deal with pain. Like, I don't care when people like give me shots. I don't care about dental pain. I don't care about tattoos. Like, I fucking have a lot of you them. Care about dental pain? You fucking liar. Not anywhere near as bad as this. This was like as painful as a thing could be. And he was just pressing this. Like, I thought it was like an extra hot metal ball. Like, I thought it was heated. At first, I thought it was the tip of a match that had just been lit. Then I thought it was like a heated metal ball. And it was just some chemical that decided it was going to say, fuck you to the fucking open scab on my hand and just burn it to hell. You once Um, thought that I gave you cocaine to deal with dental pain. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying dental pain is nothing, but like compared to this, it was nothing. I did not. I did not give Josh cocaine just for the record. (laughs) Yeah, you sold it to him. Yeah, you'll give that shit away. Josh didn't actually go to urgent care. He just found some dude that put a cigar out on his thumb. It felt like it, dude. It hurts so bad. It still hurts right now, and it's going to hurt for a while. Um, I'm going to have a chunk missing from my thumb forever. Um, you are. It's, I saw this uh, video uh, the other day of there's like this experimental thing going around about what to do about like cuts like that and like getting them to like fully heal. There's like this young doctor guy. He's got some new procedure. Uh, he's been able to uh, like fully heal from stuff like that. You should have looked into that. Well, yeah, I didn't. That, I don't know if he was readily available in Ringgold, Georgia. Well, his name's Doctor Michael Morbius, and if you've got like I two hours, hate you. Um, I hate you. I've got like a, there's like a two hour video I need you to watch. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I've ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good! I want you to eat every dick in the world. <laughs> just, just one eight hundred. <laughs> that was simultaneously the funniest and worst thing you've ever done to me. Oh, that was awesome. I, I'm just trying to help you. Fuck you. I'm not going to see more views in theaters. <laughs> that was really funny. I hate you. Oh, that's clever as hell. It was. It was. Man. So I'm just worried about you healing up. We need more listeners so that more people could appreciate that comedy. <laughs> it's their fault, really. We're yeah. out here just putting out great content. Thank you, Philippines. <laughs> Our most loyal country. Uh, fuck the field. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, Whoa, what? What are you doing? People at my job who work in the Philippines, they don't do their job well, and I have to deal with it every single day. I'm who just cares? Listening. It's a free-for-all podcast. Yeah, I mean, plus, it's probably not going to be my job anymore, am I right? Yeah, let's just all right, let's get into it. Free-for-all, three-for-all. Uh, one of the first topics is going to be uh, life advice with Josh. I mean, I'm, like, nervous as shit, right? Because I went over to former friend of the show slash host of the show, Trey's house. Co-founder uh, of show. <laughs> What's that? Slash co-founder of the show. Yeah, yeah, co-founder of the podcast. Predates Chuck, if you're uh, being honest, you know. Yeah, he's um, fired. But he's dead to us. However, I went over to his house to visit his widow, and uh, she told me during the Duke-UNC game that um, the possibility to work at Trey's former slash current uh, place of business is available. Um, and, like... It's it's a scary prospect, right? Because I really don't like my job right now. I'm not going to lie. G-Mobile's not doing it for me anymore. Um, I don't feel trustworthy in that company, and I don't really want to stick around. Um, but it would be like, from what from what they're telling me, like a potential like $10,000 upfront pay cut on salary alone. But uh, he, tra- he talked to me about coming over there a couple of months ago and i was just like man i can't i don't have that kind of faith in myself that's my concern right is like i've done the job before and i know i can do it well i've done really well but this is like a big fish small pond situation versus small fish big pond like going into the pressure of this job like the potential no lie is like there to more than triple my salary from my best year working at g-mobile ever um but yeah because trade makes a fuck ton of money He does. And like I, you know, saw a breakdown roughly of numbers, no specific details, but like 
some of the numbers that I saw were like, ooh, that's enticing, and I really would love to take advantage of that. But, like, I just don't know what it's going to be like going into that role and what the day-to-day is. Like, I'm, I'm very much considering it, but I need to know what the day-to-day actually looks like and how quickly I can hit the ground running. Because if I take a ten to $15,000 salary pay cut, like, those first few months where I'm not making commission – are going to be rough and they're going to drain the little bit of savings I have after paying the down payment on this house. I mean, potentially I could pay the house off in the first year, but you know, that would be a perfect year. I mean, when you're on commit, you got to do a little more planning ahead when you're going to have more commission like that, because there's always going to be upswings and downswings on that. But I mean, one good advantage of, from what I understand of his job, you're at least not, I mean, there's, there's built in, like it basically, if you work hard, you're going to, have it because it's not cold calling or anything like that or even trying to get in new business from what i understand it's just helping manage all the, the main accounts he's got is that correct um yeah like so the business exists already and essentially like without getting too much into the weeds or giving away too much stuff that i probably shouldn't talk about on the air i'm a client um, of avenger logistics <laughs> but basically like i mean yeah so i would be assigned a, a specific amount of loads to cover or lanes specifically <laughs> and like it would be on me to negotiate a consistent base of trucks right like basically something specific every single week somebody who could do x amount of loads per week for this exact dollar amount and then make sure that i'm doing the follow-up to make sure that like trucks are assigned and that loads are picked up on time and things don't fuck up which is great and totally something that I could do. The majority of it's done by email. And then you have like a one-on-one conversation on the phone. Like I do all that shit already. I know how to talk to people. I have complete confidence in my ability to get the job. I know that I do really good in interviews. I'm a smart motherfucker. But like putting my faith in commission to make up for my lack of salary is like a scary prospect. Um, and without him being able to like guarantee me a certain amount of money, it makes it a much harder decision. Cause if he had been able to say like, Hey, you're probably going to come in at basically exactly what you're making right now in two seconds, I would have said, let's set up the interview. Like I would have said, let's, let's go ahead and get me in there. Let's talk to them. And I know I can do this, but it's scary to think like for 90 days, basically I'm going to be making 10, I mean, a thousand to like $1,200 less per month. Right. Um, and that's a scary prospect in the interview. You should talk about how humble you are. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I just know, dude, I did this job for five years, right? Like I know what I can do in that job. And I'm not saying that I'm the best at it. Clearly I lost my job last time I did it, but, um, that was a specific set of circumstances. I was recruited to come. Like the only reason I live in Tennessee slash Georgia is that I was good at my job and my boss wanted me to come down here and work with him when the company we were working for folded. Like, I wouldn't know either of you two if it wasn't for my job in logistics. So I know I can do it, but it is difficult to weigh the known versus the unknown. I'm a very risk averse person, even though I, you know, fly by the seat of my pants in a lot of ways. I don't like to take big risks. You Listen, if you wouldn't have moved down here, uh, you'd still have all of your thumb, probably. Um, that is true. I'd you can't guarantee that. I'd still weigh 205 pounds. Like, you know, that'd be... I'd be happier, but also sadder. And who knows where I would be? I'm, you know, I might not even like coheed as much as I do right now. Oh, you you bite your tongue. Sir. You're right. You're right. That was a stupid thing to say. Claudio is Gaudio. Oh my God, he is Gaudio. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's been fucking fifteen years. What is wrong with me? Well, if it helps you, that joke before? No. If it helps you sway in your decision at all, uh, I, I feel with 100% confidence that uh, Trey will totally pawn oh, my my account off on you. 100% get Swafford Nursery as my first fucking client. Hey, I heard Swafford Nursery's hiring, too. Yeah, that's uh, right here. Not Josh. Oh. What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He, he's he's prejudiced against people with missing thumbs. You'll hire <laughs> fucking Eric, but not me? Eric's I, got both of his thumbs, dude. That's true. Also, do you want to work outside at the nursery? I'm trying to lose weight. Dude, you're not working here. There's no. You would never do this job. You would fucking hate it. You want to fight off snakes? I mean... 
you want to shovel snow off of uh, the roofs of greenhouses? If it means we get snow, yeah. Evan, how Evan described that, it sounds like I would totally help him, but it sounds awful. I mean, Evan, I can't, I can't show up on Saturday for the snow thing, though. My dog has obedience training. I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, to be fair, Eric never missed anything. I know. I know. I'm just joking. And Eric, he did. He did have to go home at first when he first got his dog during yeah, lunch break. I mean, and he was a puppy, and I gave them a lot of shit about that dog, but he's a good dog. Mando, or as I call him, Porkins. <laughs> oh, they should have a second dog named Porkins. They should just have one dog named Porkins. And to or, me, fuck that, their firstborn, Porkins. So, are you going to work for Trey? As of right now, I'm leaning toward yes, but toward the back half of the year. He basically said, we're planning on hiring all year long. So it's not an immediate rush. I don't want to fuck up my vacation that I already have because I'd be going down to two weeks vacation per year versus what I earn at T-Mobile right now, which is. I was about to hours. ask you. I was about to ask you how much of this had to do with you not wanting to miss any of your coheach. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, the decision to make the change to the job. It doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, right. But the timing of when I would take the job, if I did, it does have some to do. Which, when I talked to him about it and I gave him the the rough rundown of dates, he said it wouldn't be a problem. Basically, they like kind of prorate the vacation that you would have, which is two years to start off, but or two weeks to start off. But like, you know, right now, literally every two weeks, I earn almost a full shift. Like I were I earn eight hours of PTO and get two full days off at the beginning of every single year as, as floating holidays. So, like, I've got a really good situation. I earn 200 hours, basically, every every year. Um, but... You'd have weekends. Yeah, I would have weekends back. Um, the ability to maybe... Well, the ability, based on money alone, to fly to Arizona whenever I want would feel significantly better. Um, it's a big decision. To, one thing you do need to ask in the interview is... Uh, Logistics companies get absorbed by other logistics companies all the time. I actually think they just got absorbed by somebody. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's been so many logistics companies that come and go in Chattanooga alone in the past, like, four years. Yeah. Uh, that's To me, that's a dangerous prospect. There's a lot of risk involved. Big yeah. rewards. It is. Um, and when I started, like, when I posted that thing on Facebook the other day about, you know, having lost 55 pounds in the last six months and feeling good about myself and, like, posted some old pictures that I never really post, um, my buddy from Express actually reached out to me as well. And we started talking. He's the only person that I've kind of stayed in contact with from those days um, and asked me where I was working. I told him I was still at G Mobile and that I was kind of contemplating maybe getting back into the logistics game and, that my buddy was at Avenger and he basically was like, well, you know, I just left express last year after 12 years and like kind of lucked into being the VP of the brokerage side of covenant transport. So he kind of wants me to come on and work for him as well. So there's an opportunity in logistics either way. I went from like having no prospects and feeling like I'm going to work for the same company that's gone on a downward spiral in my personal view for like my satisfaction, a job to like having two, Pretty decent prospects out of nowhere. Which I'm not used to good things happening for me, so I'm trying to weigh the options very carefully and be very smart about it. Is that why you bought a mandolin? Um, I wish I hadn't. That motherfucker was $50 to take off part of my thumb. I would have done free. Like the actual mandolin costs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably less and less chance of injury. Um, I also no Amanda, a, a mandolin has to cost more than fifty dollars. Yeah, I said more, but less chance of injury. I think you, I think you misheard what you said. By the way, I also bought a mocajete. What? This prostitute? No, it's a giant. It's a it's a larger mortar and pestle. So now I can make myself some guac. There's uh, the old, on Amazon, there's the Kentucky KM150 standard A model mandolin Sunburst. Uh, those are $395. And I wouldn't have lost a thumb. You, you can't make that promise. Yeah, depending on how hard you play. I, I do go hard in the pain. 
What? What? That's that gross. You guys are <laughs> awful. It said it gross. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, you're not supposed to put your your thumb on, on the blades, man. Dude, like I was so confident. Like I was being super, super careful. I did all the eggplant. Everything was good. I was halfway through the zucchini, and like I was like, I'm being. I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. I can cut this shit super fast. It's all like uniform. It's going to be great. And like, I just, my mind slipped and my thumb just continued exactly where it was. And the zucchini under my thumb got smaller and smaller. And then like, it didn't, from my (laughs) angle, (laughs) right? From my angle, it didn't look anywhere near close to the point where it was going to make a big old impact. But holy shit. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get to sleep tonight. This throbbing pain is not going away. It's funny. In the pictures uh, for all the different uh, slicer mandolins on Amazon, all those those people are wearing gloves. Yeah, you can get like chainmail gloves, basically, um, that will help protect your hand. Um, But they also are supposed to, apparently, come with one of those little tools that basically you're holding the tool instead of the the food item, and uh, it protects your hand. But again... Some motherfucker in Target was like, I'm going to fuck Josh over and sneak in there and steal just that piece of the puzzle. Um, sounds about right. It, Yeah, man. I, I kind of want to go to Target and show them my thumb and be like, you guys realize that this happened because you guys have shitty security, but they're not going to do anything about it. No, no, they're not. And I already threw my receipt array anyway, so I, I can't even do anything about it. I'm just going to, you know. I'm going to have a deformed body for the rest of my life. But, hey, that's the first 38 years as well. You know what I mean? Oh, oh. Yikes. Oof. The Oscars happened. Yeah, they did. God. I have played so much Will Smith music at work in the last two weeks. Just for funsies? Summer, summer, summertime, Josh? Uh, actually, it's been a lot of uh, it's been a mix between the Wild Wild West, um, parents just don't understand, and the criminally underrated Switch, which is a great song and no one talks about it. I don't know about great, but I don't dislike that song. Wild Wild West fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> fuck you. The movie is garbage. That song fucking slaps. Drew Hill, Cisco didn't need to go. Anywhere near as hard as he went for that song, but he fucking did. He you know who like, slaps is Will Smith. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and you know what? I'm way more on his side than I am Chris Rocks. You're like the only one. No, I'm not. There are plenty of people who agree with me. Not many. He should not have resorted to violence. I understand that. But he is. I think he is far more in the right than Chris Rock is. No, he's a bitch. What he, a little bitch. If it is. Everybody slap people who got like jokes told about them. Like there'd be a whole bunch of people getting fucking slapped. There wouldn't be any comedians. Every comedian currently fucking hates Will Smith. <laughs> I get that. And like I also agree that like in in the grand scheme of comedy, things get things are allowed way more than they would be in regular conversation. That is the that is literally what comedy is, right? Like, and nothing is off limits. And I totally understand that. You can make a fucking 9-11 joke if you want on, on the stage as long as it's part of comedy, but it is up to the audience to appreciate or not appreciate, and that is where comedy has that subtlety. However, I do understand the idea and the desire to protect somebody that you care about when they are the butt of that joke. I do not think he should have resorted to violence in any way whatsoever. I do think he was right in defending his wife, even though I hate his wife. I think he everyone hates his wife. I think he was 100 percent right to defend his wife. I wish he had just gone up and grabbed that microphone and talked shit if he had to. That's fine. I wish he had never hit him. Um, But I do honestly feel genuinely one like he's a man who's truly disturbed and is going through a lot of shit, probably from his wife. And yeah, that dude fucked up because his wife's been sleeping with other dudes that he didn't slap. Yeah, but I mean, I can't I don't know. I can't say I would do something different in that scenario. Right. Like, I mean, I'm prone to passionate um responses to things i've gotten into fights with chuck because he took an unsolicited picture of me um <laughs> you talking let about alone sleeping? 
Yeah, dude, I really hate that fucking picture. The one of me sleeping in the car looks like I'm a fucking beached whale who's dying. Um, don't like it. You, hey, listen, I've helped you lose 55 pounds. And this you time, have? you'll keep it off. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That's the, that's the Chuck system. The Chuck guarantee take pictures of someone until they feel so bad about themselves? You're uh, welcome. That'll uh, be $50. Uh, stop it. But, li- hey, listen. We've all made fun of each other, even on this podcast. I'm not going to fucking hit anybody. And if you hit me because I said something to you, especially like in public where you know you're not going to, the other person's not going to defend themselves, then you're an absolute bitch hoe. And shouldn't, you should be getting a lot of your jobs taken away, especially in like a, a, a situation like that. What an absolute asshole. What's I'm happening? I'm not saying any talent? of the blowback on him is wrong. I'm not saying that his projects, as sad as I am, that Bad Boys Five Life is not happening right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not saying that's wrong. He should face consequences. I don't think pressing charges would have been the wrong move as well. I know that Chris Rock couldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, he would like, I under what I'm trying to say is when I say that I'm on Will Smith's side more than I'm Chris Rock's side, I understand the impulse and I understand the desire to, in a public forum, stand up for someone who, in his eyes, his distorted view has been the victim here. And I also do think that it is fucked up if Chris actually knew, which I don't know how he didn't, but if he actually Dude, knew, no, that she, most, most people did not know that. And he yeah. was adamant back he was like what happened i have no idea like they've already the producer came out he was like what the fuck just happened he was like why is he so mad but they also have been pretty public like they they have interviews of like talking about her being up at night crying over the fact that she can't you know grow her hair and like chris made a fucking documentary about the importance of a black woman's hair to her identity so i understand in his i understand if chris rock didn't know that changes things a little bit but at the same time Will didn't know that Chris didn't know, and all he knows is this is the same guy who made fun of my wife six years ago for boycotting when I wasn't nominated when I should have been, and like... To be fair, he shouldn't have been, but also everyone made fun of me. Concussion sucks, by the way. Nah, you tell the truth. Tell, tell the, the truth. truth. That was a good tell movie. I, I enjoyed that movie. He didn't deserve to be nominated. She said, all he said was like, aren't you on a TV show? That's like me not being re- invited to Rihanna's, pa- or me boycotting Rihanna's panties. Neither one of us were invited. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious and true. <laughs> and, like, and, like I said, I just... Too, I think, is, like, well, not fair. Will Smith got paid $25 million to do Wild Wild West. He was like, life's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's just funny. That's just a like that doesn't set precedent for that. And then you got videos of Will Smith that has resurfaced since then a while ago. To be fair, but he's on. Our, I think it was like Arsenio Hall of him, and he makes fun of a bald dude in the audience. And the guy yells out, "I have alopecia," and he was like, "Lighten up!" I was like, "Damn!" I was like, somebody dug deep to find that. But I mean, he also laughed after the joke, and then Jada gave him the "You better not be fucking laughing" look, and he went ape shit. Yeah, but like as like I as somebody who unfortunately has resorted to violence in these kinds of like spur of the moment situations, I all I'm saying is I understand. Like I still want him to be able to act. I still appreciate him. I think he he wasn't my number one choice, but I do think he deserved the award. I think his speech was actually pretty good. Is was it self aggrandizing in a way? A hundred percent. But I think love I, makes you do. <laughs> I, I, I do that think that it was like a pretty decent speech and it actually got me kind of um, around on his side a little bit. I just I have I have an appreciation for his side of the story is all I'm saying. Uh, like I get I, I I've enjoyed Will Smith for the most part over the years. And I don't I think he's completely in the wrong here. Like I don't think I get I can say you can understand like why he got mad, but I, he was a bitch for how, like, for how he handled it. Like, I can, I can get it to a certain extent, but that doesn't mean he's not, he wasn't just a bitch about it. Now, I don't think he should, like, never work in Hollywood again, but he's got to take his lumps for a while. Yeah, no, I, and he will. I mean, the retiring from the Academy is not the greatest thing for him, and I don't really know what that means in terms of, like, future eligibility. Is he, like, just retired from being able to vote in the Academy, or is he It's just a vote. It's a voting thing. That's all so he did. He's still eligible to win. He just couldn't vote as and a member of the academy. 
unless the academy the academy hasn't handed out their punishment yet. They were going to remove him that night, and Chris Rock said no. Um, and I don't know how much of that I believe as well. I mean, the producer of the show came out and said it, and he was also like not being a dick towards Will Smith. He was like immediately we had to go because like the L- uh, the LAPD came back and they're like, obviously we all saw it. We're here yet. Yeah, they read, you know, basically gave him all his legal options, and he's like, "Calm the fuck down." He was like, "We're not, we're not doing this." <laughs> so, I gained a lot of respect for Chris Rock in this situation. Oh, I, I also he, agree. That he handled it about as good as you could possibly handle it. Oh, yeah, I would never have handled it that good. No, and I, I agree as well. I, I, I think that he handled it perfectly. Um, I think that you could tell he was genuinely upset by it. Um, and I, I do think that he came off like great, right? Not only did he take a full on, like full power slap from Will Smith and stay standing, but he showed restraint. He wanted to fucking swing back. You could look at the, the video of it. Um, it's just, it's a shitty situation, man. And I hate that. Like two people that I like a lot are at like odds with each other in such a way. And that like, there's such a public forum of it all. Um, yeah, like. I mean, that's one of the craziest, like, celebrity things you'll ever see. It's it's among the craziest things I think you could ever see. Like, when when that shit happened and Tori was watching it live and you were watching on delay and all I heard was just, like, what the fuck just happened? And I went to Twitter and I saw the video and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Um, and I saw the unedited version first. Um, it's crazy because, you know, obviously the the whole – the more you know NBC after school special of him saying don't resort to violence has come up a lot in the last week as well. Um, it, uh, you know, Jada has since said she doesn't need a man to stick up for her. And I was like, you are the fucking worst. She sucks, dude. I hate Jada Pinkett. I've never liked her in any movie. I've never liked her in any role, but even Gotham, um, Gothic suck. Gothica or no Gotham. Gotham. The show I Goth- she was in Gotham. No, fuck that. That show sucked, by the way. <laughs> Every season of it sucked. We told ourselves the first two seasons was okay. That show sucks. Batman on TV fucking sucks. Well, that's not true. Titans is all right. Titans is all right, but it's also like 1% Batman. The Batman parts are real good, though. This, this season, I liked everything but the Batman parts. No, no. I like... I like that dude that plays Batman from Game of Thrones. I can't remember his name. Jor Mormont. No, Ian Glenn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's he's not my favorite idea of a Batman, even an older Batman. Um, but I mean, they should have consulted you first. They really should have. You know, I could have given him the right. Who would you, know, you have gone with, older Batman? Go. Okay, let me think here. Ah, uh, an older gentleman. Time. Scott Glenn. Oh, God. Josh is going to say that old bastard from Avatar, isn't he? I was about to say Stephen Lang, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's great. You always say Stephen Lang. He loves him great. so much. He's awesome. Don't breathe. The turkey baster. Come on. Oh, God. Did you see Don't Breathe too? I want to. I haven't yet. No, no. Neither of those <laughs> things are true. So I one last question on this. Do you think a lot of it came up about it's really easy to pick on a dude half your size because Will Smith's a pretty big dude and Chris Rock is tiny. I, I there is some merit to that. I don't know if that crossed his mind when he was going after him, but I do think if it was the rock instead of Chris Rock up there, Will Smith probably doesn't go up there and slap the guy. Let me put it this way, and this is so non-detrimental to Will choosing to punch fucking Chris Rock in the face. I don't yeah. think he would have walked up to the Rock if he had an AK-47 in his hand. Um, that is not anything to say with pick on somebody smaller than you. That is to say the Rock as a human being who has written about his anger problems, who is a fucking brick shithouse and who knows how to genuinely and legitimately fight. Yeah, he never would have walked up to the Rock and done that. But I think... 
If Steve Martin had been up there making that joke, I think he would have gotten the same fucking treatment. Dude, if he had slapped Steve Martin, somebody oh, he'd be done in this fucking business. And somebody would have probably just jumped his ass right there from the crowd. You don't fuck with Steve Martin. I agree, <laughs> what, but what I'm about simply Clint saying Eastwood. Uh, Who? You know what? I would have Clint celebrated Eastwood. it even more. I don't know. Clint Eastwood, despite being like really right wing and like white old man, is still pretty revered in Hollywood. I also think that he knows that a lot. He's probably actually killed someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy was a minority for sure. Was, but God yeah. Damn it, God damn it. <laughs> what about that old guy from Avatar? Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you know Stephen Lang is rocking the old man strip. Did you see the quote of him the other day talking about the Avatar 5 script? Oh, why would I know that? He was like, I read the Avatar 5 script and it made me weep openly. And I was like, dude, is it because you're not going to be alive by the time Avatar 5 comes out? Uh, all right, let's 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 move on to a, a, a different topic, but also about celebrities maybe facing consequences. Ezra Miller continues to be just a human stain. Get him <gasps> out of movies. Well, Warner Brothers is now considering it. Evidently, they uh, held an emergency meeting last week to discuss... Uh, the possibility of him no longer being in a future part of the DCEU. Uh, so, Fantastic Beast franchise. So far, they have uh, halted any cameos that he was scheduled for in upcoming projects, and will make uh, will wait a year, which is basically how long they have to make a decision on if they want to start like the principal like go ahead on a sequel to the Flash movie, even though it won't be out at that point. But they could. I mean, Start the inroads. Like, what can we, can should, he stop choking and punching fans? He broke into a couple's apartment, took their shit, and threatened to kill them. Yeah, he's not a good guy. After, they're they're not a good person. So I, I, I'm sorry. I, the pronouns. I you know I'm not trying. To, yeah, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't like Ezra Miller, but I will, no matter who it is, respect their pronouns. So they are not a good person. Yeah, I just struggle to like say it correctly. I, I, I agree, and I I, I agree, um, especially somebody tied tied to the fucking Harry Potter franchise. I wanted to make sure I'm doing that the right way, um, but no, like it sucks, right? Because I don't think they're a bad actor, right? I don't think Ezra Miller, as in general, is a very bad actor. Do I not love his take on Barry Allen? Why we, I, their take why on we Billy call Allen? Ezra Miller, they he that, that's that's their preferred pronouns. Yeah. They came out like a couple years ago about that. They did say say he, him also is okay, but preferred is they, them. Um, It's, it's, it's a weird, it's not a weird, it's a difficult landscape. Uh, My old man brain cannot handle that. Some just explain it to me later. That's fair. Just prefer not to be gendered in any way. They, them. Um, uh, they do prefer to choke a bitch, though. They do indeed prefer to go outside of a bar and choke a motherfucking bitch. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the very different from what Anthony Starr did then. Yeah, I was going to say, it got way worse the more I read about it. I was like, Anthony Starr is a saint compared to, the, to yeah. them. I don't, I don't like Ezra Miller as a person. I don't think they're a bad actor. I don't think that... Um, oh, you haven't seen The Stand. I haven't seen The Stand, but I've seen both of the Fantastic Beast movies. I've seen every movie iteration of The Flash. I think I've seen Perks of We see him they and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. Um I'm I'm seeing the majority of that movie. Like I don't think you know, when I think of Ezra Miller, I don't think bad actor, but I do think I don't necessarily love the take on Barry Allen being uh, not not even on the spectrum. I don't know exactly what that take of Barry Allen is. I, they just need to go away. Like yes. it's replaceable. Like I know you've spent a decade making the fucking Flash movie, and you've made enough that you're just on special effects now. So that movie's got to come out. If it was two years out, I'd say just fucking cancel it at this point and start over with a new Flash. But at this point, somehow. Write it in, and we get a different version of Barry Allen from the well, multiverse. It doesn't have to make sense. Just fucking replace him. He and sucks. And the problem is, like, if you're being, if we're being a hundred percent honest, right? The biggest problem with this, as far as we're looking at, as as a DC fan, right? Um, 
the DC universe as it extends right now, like the way this movie is set up, if we are to believe what has been the rumor about the Flash movie for almost, as you said, a fucking decade, is that it is the reset point, the flashpoint paradox of the DCEU to introduce what is their new version of the universe, right? But the constant in that is this version of Barry Allen. So I don't know how Andy Muschietti has written and directed this film in a way to be able to get around it because the one thing that I felt most confident in saying is of all of the actors and actresses that have portrayed DC characters, the one that I felt they were most confident in keeping around was the one they were basing this movie around because there's no way that The Flash ends with a different person at the end of this movie being the flash for the dceu moving forward so let's just ride out barry and let's bring in wally yeah i mean i don't hate that idea how about Um, this how about this go on replace ezra miller with finn wolfhard because they could be brothers you're not that far off I mean, if they want to go really young, I don't hate Finn Wolfhard as an actor. I would be okay with that, honestly. Um, oh, yeah. I don't like his face, but he's not a bad actor. That's yeah. because he looks like Ezra Miller. I know. It bothers me. I'm like, oh, you fuck. Oh, wait, you're not him. Um, but I will say, like, it's it's a very difficult position. And it sucks because DC has been, for the majority of their movies in the last two to three years, more hit than miss. Right? They've been better. I mean, critically, you know, still for the most part doing okay. Uh, but they've all at least most have at least been fun, and and the majority of people think they're fun. Like Aquaman was fun, even though I found Shazam disappointing. It's still a fun movie. Wonder Woman eighty four fucking sucks. It is the 100% blemish. And like, if I'm being honest, my least favorite part of the Fantastic Beast movies has been Ezra Miller as well. Um, It's just, it sucks that like so much of Warner Brothers business is tied up in controversy, right? Like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, and Ezra Miller are basically the focal points of 50% of their big franchise tentpole movies. Like, I can't think of anything they have other than... Oh, fuck you, Chuck. God damn it. Is that from the stand? Because I saw it and I didn't want to react to it. It's the Um, worst. But like, if you think about right, what what does Warner Brothers have in the public eye as big as Harry Potter, Wizarding World, and and DC? I mean, they don't. I mean, DC and Harry Potter are the two tentpoles for them, unless they want to bring back the Looney Tunes, which I'm okay with. I mean, they have their own section on HBO Max, but so, did, again, it's Harry Potter, Looney Tunes, and DC, but... And I mean, they did they all, that with fucking uh, Space Jam, and it didn't work out so hot. Yeah, that's correct. They also got, uh, oh, yeah, I just got my money. Oh, the Stephen King stuff, actually. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they've got some other stuff going on. They also are under new management. You got to remember that uh, Discovery, like, the Discovery, like, conglomerate. Yeah, they, I mean, they bought them. Like, they're the predominant people, which is weird, but... Uh, so I don't know. We'll see something happen. I do expect something to happen with this, though. Like, it, if he isn't replaced, I don't. I don't expect to see him much until the Flash movie is out. It's it's too public at this point for them not to address. Yeah, um, it's just the fact this is like the third incident, and two of them have been real high profile and like really fa- weird. The fact that they moved on for the last two years from them fucking choking that woman on the street on video, and like throwing her on her back on the sidewalk and not saying what it was like just ignoring it and like sweeping it under the rug when so many high profile people and so many high profile actors have basically been thrown out of Hollywood when even on their own fucking franchise, they removed Johnny Depp before any sort of conviction. Like, and you know me, Amber, Amber Heard is not the, devil to me the way that she is with many people but that's just because i love aquaman as much as i do um but like the fact that they were willing to go as far as they did with johnny depp and not with ezra miller of all people i do think momoa really enjoys being aquaman and will be there as long as they let him and i want him to be man i love the first aquaman so much i'm fine with that i don't see godot doing wonder woman like super long term uh they don't evidently want henry cavill ever again and i I don't don't get it 
it makes me so sad. It's, even I if, like, like Man even of Steel. I hate Man of Steel, but that's so stupid. Even if they didn't want him to begin with, he's so big because of The Witcher, because of his online personality, because of Mission Impossible Fallout. Like Henry Cavill is like somebody that you should want forever. And the fact that he is considered the idea of Captain Britain is like in fucking sane. They should lock him up for 30 years to be they Superman. Should. Yeah, because if they don't, Marvel should honestly go get that guy. I agree, and I would love to see him in a Marvel movie. It makes me super sad because I want a real Superman. Like, I want a. I love Man of Steel. It's my favorite comic book movie of all time. But I do want a genuine, true to comic, happy, like positive superman movie i think that that could be done incredibly well nowadays with the understanding of the comic book genre and i think henry cavill would be fucking amazing in that he was he was one of the bright spots of justice league because literally superman incarnate yeah i mean he felt even there's a lot wrong with justice league but he had more genuine superman moments in justice league than i think he had before he felt like i mean just god i don't know i just wish and I know this is years late and been talked about a thousand times. Just pick something. Let's change everything. Scrap it. Take a break if you need to. Come back. You can even keep some of the actors. But just start over if you're going to do a shared universe or just scrap the shared universe. Would you be Would you be okay with doing it? Because I, I want a shared universe, right? Like I, I want has, one, but Marvel has made it too good to not want a shared universe, right? Like sure everybody wants one, but nobody's doing it that well outside of Marvel. I agree, but would you Godzilla. want a sh- fuck you. Um, great. Would you would you want a shared universe that existed in the new Batman universe with how grounded and real it was? No, I just want a full on Batman universe. Like in that that can be separate. There could even be another Batman in this. And that one I want more in that world, but like you can't go do. I mean, you could, but it'd be really hard to do a true to form Superman movie in that type of gritty Batman world. Unless, I mean, Gotham and, and Metropolis are kind of played that polar opposite, even in comics. Like you go into Gotham and it's like a different world than being in Metropolis. So, I mean, I mean, it's possible, but. I mean, I want a lot more of the Batman. Don't be wrong. If you haven't listened to us gush about the Batman, we all fucking loved it. It's amazing. So good. But, I agree, though. I agree. I, I would like a shared universe. Like, as much as I love Pattinson's take on Batman, I don't want a Superman in that world. Right? Well, like, could, you, could you see that Batman, like, interacting with, like... Booster. A Green Lantern or... You uh, know what? You know what? Make everything of the DCEU moving forward based around Booster Gold and fucking Blue Beetle. I'm here for that. Well, Blue Booster could show up just from, like, time travel. And yeah. he can, and he can like, multiverse travel, too. Yeah, whatever you do, don't get rid of Peacemaker. But God, man, they have had some good shit. And, like, genuinely, like, I know it's taboo, but Birds of Prey was awesome. And even though a lot of people, for some reason, hate it, and I don't think they've even seen it. It was great, and then the best DCEU movie all around, in my opinion, is Suicide Squad. The Suicide Suicide Squad. Let me be very clear about that. The Suicide (laughs) Squad. Um, I would say, like, quality-wise, it's up there, um, for sure. I still think the original Wonder Woman is real close to it. It Um, would be if if I didn't think it fell apart in the final act a little bit. That movie's great. The movie's great, but the final act, it was like someone else directed it. I don't. It was yeah. weird. I've never understood that complaint. I get that people have it, and I, you know, don't begrudge them for it. But like for me, I've never once been like, man, the third act of that movie felt different or wrong. Like comic book movies devolve into CGI nonsense. As much as I would like for them not to all the time, um, even the Batman, if we really look at it, ended in a giant action sequence that wasn't really in theme with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I just also didn't care for uh, New Phone Through This all that much during it either. Fuck you, David Through This is great. You say it your way, I'll say it mine. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever, like, told him that, like, no. He's the best part of all eight Harry Potter movies. Well, that's not true, but I do enjoy him. 
Lupin is the best character in that entire universe, and I've said that since the second he was introduced. He's not in the first two. Exactly. He's the best part of all eight combined. Oh, all right. So he died off screen like a bitch. I do wish they had shown his death, but, you know, it wasn't in the book, so. So he died in the books off page like a bitch, too. This is the last thing we're going to do on uh, on show one here. Show two, we're going to come back with what we're watching. Um, so it, we're redoing the DCU. How would you move forward? Um, who, who, I've thought about this so much. Um, so I would base it, I mean, I'd base it around Superman, if I'm being honest with you. I'd give Men of Steel 2 or either just completely reboot with the new Superman movie. Um, and here, like, what I would do is I would end, let's say a new Superman movie. Let's just say in a perfect world, the audience accepts Henry Cavill as Superman in a completely rebooted universe that isn't part of Man of Steel. Different director, Matt Vaughn, directs it, right? Um, Johnny wants to. It is a singular Superman movie. It is not a universe movie. It Lex Luthor, whoever the fuck the villain is, right? The post-credit scene is the interview on the rooftop of the Daily Planet with Lois. And it ends with the tease of, just like in The Dark Knight or Batman Begins Into the Dark Knight, there being an escalation, there being more metahumans, more powered people out there. And not showing them, but just a reference of the guy in Gotham, the guy in Central City, the guy in Star City. Um, Two or three references to give people an idea of who they're moving toward and leave it at that. And then each movie following continues in that that path. But it, it all comes from his initial interview with Lois Lane on the rooftop of the Daily Planet. Chuck? Um, I think it would be cool to maybe have a crisis style event um, that would um, co- essentially converge all the universes into one to where they would have a Batman and it would be Pattinson and he would have to deal with he could still have his movies where they're dark and gritty and realistic and grounded. But I think the just juxtaposition of something like him with a um you know, a Superman or something like that and learning how to work as a team um, would would be an interesting watch. But that way they could keep, you know, Momoa and replace Wonder Woman. They could, you know, or, you know, even keep uh, Cavill and um, bring in a new Batman and just have the Batman universe be its own thing. They could do a lot of different things with the, with the crisis. So that was, the, that, that was the one thing I didn't say about mine is that, like, in in a perfect world, we just keep who we want and replace who we want, right? Like, we we throw out the last 15 years of fucking DC movies, and we just say, we like Henry Cavill. We like Jason Momoa. We want a new Batman, or we like fucking Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck should not come back, but whatever they want to do with Batman, right? Gal Gadot should, should be Wonder Woman. She is a great Wonder Woman. She like, is, but I don't think she wants to do it anymore. I agree. That's and that's the thing. You got to get you got to get some like Marvel did this great. They got people who were young enough and quasi famous enough, recognizable like to, to start. Yeah, to start and then just stretch it out into you know a decade's worth of content. And then it became a money machine, and they could start getting big stars because then they were like, "Yeah, I want my fucking decade long cash cow." Also, yeah. the movie the movie directly following the Superman movie is Green Lantern. Um, I agree. All right. Yeah. So I think you're both kind of on to what I was thinking on that. Like, yes, make Flashpoint, have it be your multiverse of madness, whatever. You basically establish, you know, the DC's multiverse, the new 52, whatever you want to do, but also have it be a crisis level event that is the end of DCEU. And this would be hard for some people because it will be confusing because not everybody follows it. But after that, you just fucking start over, and DC's got to know they got Warner Bros. has enough money. The main way they got in trouble with this is they tried to play catch up, and Marvel gave the formula, and they wanted to be different, and I respect that and get that, but it didn't work. You tried to do a different formula and rush it, and all these storylines got rushed. Go slow. You don't need to. 
every movie you put out is going to make a shit ton of money, and yeah. you go you go young on, and I think you probably do have to replace everybody, but if not, do a infinite, you know, do a flashpoint slash crisis, and some people come over, and then but you create what the comics just did, basically make it Earth Prime or Earth Zero. Whatever, and then there's an Elseworlds or whatever. You can put that over there, but you establish that yes, the Batman exists. That's another. That's on Earth Two, but you put a name on it. Yeah, yeah th- this is Earth Two Batman universe, but that's that exists in this universe, but it's it's over there doing its own thing. And then you start small, and you have a Superman movie, and you probably go younger. You start Batman, even a different one, or Pattinson playing it a completely different way. Although I don't. Reading interviews, I don't think he would do it. He doesn't I, seem. I like. wouldn't. I wouldn't want to cross those streams. Hey, they could. Uh, he could train somebody like a Dick Grayson, and then he goes over and beats Batman in the shared universe. Yeah, but you gotta think there's there would there would be a Bruce Wayne in this universe. I mean, that's easily that's a that's a that's a line of that's a line of dialogue. So here's here's my thing with that. Right, is I I love Dick Grayson and Tim Drake as Batman. I I like that idea. However. I think what DC and Warner Brothers needs to realize is, aside from Spider-Man, there are no two recognizable, more recognizable and quintessential comic book properties than Superman and Batman. Um, They have to get those two right. They need to start with a Superman and a Batman movie, and they need to work with the two of those movies existing in the same universe, which in comics just works, right? Because you can believe that somebody is as smart as Bruce Wayne is and as capable as Bruce Wayne is and is able to be the foundational rock of like the strategy of something like the Justice League while existing in a world as insane and um, heightened as a world that exists with Superman and Wonder Woman and the Green Lantern and everybody else who's meta-powered, right? The fact that you believe that a human works, it doesn't translate to movies as perfectly when you're talking about a guy in a rubber suit as Batman fight alongside a superhuman who can fly because the sun is yellow, right? Like it's just in, in, in the concept stage, they need to work that out. If they they worked out with Hawkeye, they did. And And, and and Black Widow model to follow, right? Is Hawkeye and Black Widow work perfectly in the MCU alongside a literal God of Thor. Um, But, DC needs to establish that universe first. They need to establish no, 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 a I, world. I'm 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 on board with that. You should open up with five to six solo movies that tease team ups. Maybe have little small things there, but for the most part, are standalone. And it needs to be your most bankable stars. There, it's ridiculous. There's not a Green Lantern movie, a modern one. Uh, and you put a lot of money into it. You do, yeah. you do Green Lantern, you do Aquaman, you do Flash, you do Batman, you do Superman, and you do Wonder Woman. If you want to throw it, if you want to throw in a seventh, you can. But I really think it should be those six. You make a Justice League movie, and then you roll from there, and then you get Martian Manhunter and Hawkman and all this other shit. Cyborg, that, yeah, Cyborg, all this other shit that's going to be fucking amazing. But you've got your cash cow rolling at that point. It's what Marvel did, and I hate sometimes. If it ain't broke, you don't fix it. I mean, it's okay to copy because if it's going to make you a trillion dollars, that'll go. And it'll make comic... We've seen comic... Yes, there are gatekeepers. There are the console wars of comics. But for the most part, most of us just like rad comic book movies. And yeah, we, dude. I, I don't care if it's an image. I don't care if it's DC. I don't care if it's TV. I don't care if it's movie. I don't care anything. As long as I'm seeing cool comic book shit, like, I'm in for it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, books. if you want to go a fresh route, you bring like fine. Let's do, uh, let's do Wally and and uh, even though you haven't really had Hal, let's do John Stewart. And John Stewart's probably going to be the one that they'd go with anyway. I don't, I don't see a problem with that either. It's not like we need Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is yes, like the most recognizable. Like, just love the character, but I think it'd be smart to go with John Stewart. I, I, I perfectly and how can, I, how can 100% exist, fine with it. But he wouldn't like how and Guy and like uh Kyle Rayner and like all those guys can exist as Green Lanterns, but 
you know, I think the solo movie needs to be John, and the the one that uh, is in the Justice League needs to be John. And you, I think so you've got to go I, younger because John is someone that can eventually lead the Justice League once your Superman or Batman leaves. So for me personally, it's start with Superman, transition to Batman, and then I think your third movie is actually in in opposition to that. I think it's Green Lantern Corps. Um, oh, I think you. I think you've got a. I think you sandwich uh, Batman and Superman around. I think you kind of do the tent poles with some of the quote unquote smaller ones in between, even though they're pretty still big, pretty fucking. And, and of course, um, you know, leverage HBO Max with um, your you know your TV properties and and wedge those in. If they don't do that, I think they're really missing out. Build your ro- honestly. Build your rogues gallery through TV. Build like give me a super. Villains are, be- villains are better on TV. They just are. They get more time. Give me an art like they're doing. Give me an Arkham Asylum show like in the Batman universe. Give me a villains of Metropolis City. Give me a fucking like Green Lantern Corps. If you want to do your Green Lantern Corps that way in a solo John Stewart movie, that's fine. I think a Green Lantern Corps movie in the style and design of a Guardians of the Galaxy works best for that property. Lobo. Give me a Lobo TV show, baby. And I'm okay with that as well. And a Steel movie. That would be awesome. Who's your first Avengers level threat for DC, though? Uh, Brainiac. He feels like the best one, right? Like, If you want to find out what happened to Hal Jordan, make it Parallax. <laughs> I mean, Parallax is the only non-Batman, or sorry, non-Superman um, villain that I think fits for, like, your first galactic threat. I don't think you can go to Darkseid right away. You shouldn't, no. and you can't. You can do the Anti-Monitor, because um, he's a he's a big boy, too. He he might be, like, a phased... You yeah, know. You're get, you've got to be able to introduce, like, really cosmic shit to really explain Anti-Monitor, too. Psycho Pirate? Like, I realize that it may sound dumb, but you could do some cool shit with him. I mean, they made Loki was really the big villain of all of phase one, even though he appeared in two movies. He's the main. We all were seriously doubting when he was named as the lead villain in Avengers. And it was fucking perfect. So on that on that note, am I insane to say and I understand the hype around the movie is there. But like, am I insane to say that Black Adam wouldn't be the worst first villain? He's. Superman level power. No, he used to be like Justice League level threat. It's really fucking cool him being on the Justice League currently. And and like they totally could even do that in the future. But like if you think about it, like somebody as unhinged as Black Adam with the power that he has that rivals Superman, if not exceeds it in some ways, like being the villain would 100 percent bring those five, six heroes together. In Trigon, a way that makes sense. Trigon would be cool because that way they could start introducing some um, dark Justice League dark characters as well. Constantine, Zatanna, Swamp Thing, and make a Justice League dark movie from there. I feel like Justice League dark comes in in like a phase three scenario, which is crazy to think about because that would be six years down the road. But like, it's too late. I need Justice I, League dark. I agree. Now. Listen, they scrapped <laughs> the whole thing. It's Constantine, Zatanna, Swamp Thing, fucking Man Bat. Uh, fucking all of I them. want this so bad and they need to do what they're currently doing comics they're fucking trying to chase down an unhinged Merlin who's going to bring about the fucking magic apocalypse I am so here for that yeah man ragman detective chimp ragman would be so dope um I'm totally here for a justice league dark movie that fits in a universe it's just detective chimp would be dc's uh rocket he I mean would. Chip from like yeah like just Chip would be DC's rocket like he's right no, there. No, they don't. No one. They don't use. You leave him alone. Chip. You leave it's that goddamn Chip. glorious, beautiful squirrel alone. What, all, all I know is Warner Brothers should just fucking hire us at this point. I yeah. mean, basically what we're, we're saying James is we've Gunn. laid out a far better and more cohesive universe. Yeah, James Gunn can write it. We'll give him the ideas. And as long as every <laughs> as long as every movie starts with fucking wigwam and that dance, we are making billions. You're not wrong. Like what what's sad is we just laid out and I know that there's so much minutia to that, yeah. but I, I feel like our storyboard is better than the original and current DCEU plan. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. They put together movies that I genuinely enjoy individually. I love Wonder Woman. I love Man of Steel. I like a lot of what they did individually in the DC universe, but they they did jump the shark. They forced it too quickly and they didn't have a plan to actually make those universes cohesive. They couldn't recover from Batman versus Superman and then Suicide Squad and yes, and then Suicide Squad and then what Justice League became. They just can't. They'll never recover from that. Like they, they need a slate. I didn't used to be this way, but Justice League should have never been the fourth movie. No, it shouldn't have. It should have never been the fourth movie. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to be, but then they ran into all kinds of problems and it got rushed and they got completely changed and, you know. They had mismanaged money. They had made some poor choices. I mean, Man of Steel lost money, and it still it didn't it do made like six hundred million worldwide. But they needed to make like eight or nine hundred million. Batman versus Superman almost made a billion and lost money. That's insane. It's because I mean, honestly, like the so the real solution to this, and it's not to to get it to Disney, but sell DC. Get Warner Brothers out. I don't care who gets it. That won't happen. I know it won't, but that's the solution to all of this. Is if, if fucking Disney can't pry Spider-Man universe's corpse away from Sony at this point, then Warner Brothers is not going to ever give up all of DC. Fuck you, Morbius. Yeah, they'll, they'll get like Justice League International. I'm so excited for the fucking... Uh, Blue Beetle show, like I can't even begin to tell you because, especially because it's Sholo. the Jaime Reyes one. It's Sholo, and Sholo is a goddamn god. I love that man. We'll yeah, see. but Ted Court for the win. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy Jaime. So, all right, let's wrap it up. That's the end of the show. One Warner Brothers. If we've learned anything, you should just fucking hire us. Uh, make sure to check out show two, where we're actually going to talk about all the TV we're watching, uh, and Josh will be here. thank you for listening to free for all your source for all things geek we just wrapped up another episode but we're not done stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes and rate and review us too that's the best way for new folks to find our show You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. And he goes, Alexa, what time is it? And I was like, God, I wish I could program Alexa to say. I'm sure you can. What the fuck? (laughs) Where is there an Alexa? (laughs) What the fuck just happened? I'm going to pass out. Where is it? I'm lightheaded. Why is there a hidden Alexa in here? I can't see straight. It's plugged in somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. <sighs>